Welcome to the WealthStream Podcast. The team at Hightower Great Lakes share their insights and passions for empowering their clients to live their best life. In this energetic podcast, we will take you on a journey to help you navigate your financial future, overcome life's challenges to reach your financial goals, and find the financial clarity you've been searching for. Let's explore the downstream impact of your wealth and what it means to you, your family, and your community to live greater. Hello and welcome to The Wealth Stream with Tim Scannell from Hightower Great Lakes. Good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm good, Eric. How about yourself? Doing wonderful. And Tim has sent me notes. You, you sent them early, early, early yesterday, actually. And I saw on there that we're talking about the optimal financial world. And so I'm assuming we're going to be talking straight to the clients and listeners here about what their optimal financial world is. Yeah, it's of course, it's what we think the optimal financial world is for some of our clients who are more complicated. Um, but yeah, I'd love to talk about that today. All right. Well, where do, where do we start? So we've talked in the past that when I am with clients, they have five primary concerns with you know wealth preservation. You know, they want to make money. They want a wealth enhancement. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure that they're minimizing taxes and maximizing cash flow. And we address wealth protection. You know, making sure that their assets are protected from unjust unjustly being confiscated. Uh, wealth transfer. I, I really love that part of the business that um, planning we do because it allows me to work with the next generation, mm-hmm. the heirs, and prepare them. Um, we also talk about charitable giving. And as I was mentioning this to a uh, client uh, about a month ago, she said to me, "Well, you know, you said five, but really there's six. The sixth item is." concern I have is how do I organize all that? Yeah. So, and that's where I kind of get into what I call the optimal financial world where, you know, you organize that and you make it so that it's smooth and seamless um, and make, make sure everything's integrated. All right. Yeah. I mean, because you've spoken about the primary concerns on a previous podcast. So anybody who hasn't heard that, they should go back and listen to it. But I can absolutely see why she'd ask that question or say that there is that six one because you guys do a ton, um, but it can be very overwhelming for someone who doesn't do it on a daily basis or it's their own finances. You know, it's like kind of going in and trying to clean your own house. Boy, I got so many rooms to deal with. I got so much stuff to do. I'm not even going to open my garage door because there's so much in there as well that I can totally see where she would bring that up. So, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and we had a separate podcast on downsizing. <laughs> you oh, know, that's right. That's a crazy one. And actually since that one, we've downsized again. And I can tell you, you never done downsizing, but <laughs> Life is complicated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but in order to organize, you know, all the goals and make sure that it's not overwhelming for clients, uh, we we typically walk through a series of I call them quizzes or questions. And so, Eric, I thought I'd maybe use you as a guinea pig uh, and just ask you a few questions and, and see how you respond because I because I think you'll like it. Yeah, all right, sounds good. I can't make the guinea pig noise my sister had when I was a kid. <laughs> well, thank you. It's for that. much higher squeals, but yes, I am your guinea pig. Let's go for it. Okay, so. If on a scale of one to 10, where one is not accurate at all, and maybe 10 is extremely accurate, um, how would you respond, Eric, if I said, if I asked you, do you have an extremely strong desire to excel? An extremely strong desire to excel. I would say about an eight on that one. Okay, great. And would you say, Eric, or would you, how would you respond if I said, are you highly competitive and ambitious? Oh, wow. Go with a eight again. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah, I, 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 I say eight. I'm not like ten. I'm not like I'm not like shoving people off the track as I'm racing, but yeah. I, I'd say an eight. Yeah. Okay, and then um, 
as far as are you focused on achieving what you would, what I would call the highest levels of success that requires lifelong learning? I mean, are you a lifelong learner? I guess is what I'd ask you. Oofda. Boy, this is making me feel bad now because <laughs> I'm like a seven or eight on that as well. I'm not, none of these are going to be tens for me right now. You know, well, that's I, fine. Okay. But All right. <laughs> I, I think in general, what I call driven entrepreneurs, and it's backed up by all kinds of different studies, mm-hmm. score very high. And I've always thought of you as an entrepreneur. So, I mean, you are a driven entrepreneur and those are a lot of the clients we work with are also. Yeah. And one of the studies that um, we rely on a lot when, you know, to focus our planning processes, driven entrepreneurs' goals often include, number one, to become wealthier. And I know I've mentioned this to people, and uh, like my wife, Nancy, and she always she thinks of Scrooge McDuck, you know, that's mm. the cartoon character from Disney where it's just somebody accumulating wealth and counting it. But really, when clients tell me they're, they want to become wealthier, when I look at studies about what or how... Um, entrepreneurs, wealthy clients respond, they really talk about becoming wealthy as a way to maybe build a significant business, maybe taking care of the people and the causes they care about. And for some people, it's also, you know, to make a better place. And, you know, I was just reading yesterday about the ocean cleanup and, you know, some of the Mm. entrepreneurial ventures that have gone out there to try and eliminate those big pools of plastic bottles that are circulating in the middle of the ocean. And to me, that's an example of you know, an entrepreneur, a driven entrepreneur trying to become wealthier, not for the sake of having money, but more for the sake of, you know, transforming the world for the better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, there, and there's a study that I thought it's a AES, it's an international um, money management or wealth management company. And they did a survey recently where, you know, 94% of entrepreneurs, wealthy people they surveyed said, yes, they do want to become wealthier. And when they further asked why, of them said it's basically for care of loved ones and 71% replied to be meaningful and more charitable. And 13% of them, a smaller percent, but still significant said they want to make the world better. And I I guess I always think back to my mom where she always told me, you know, charity starts at home. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of these surveys uh, are come up with results that maybe conflict with some of the storylines you see in the news about the wealthy, you know, about the the rich and poor, about, you know, why people accumulate wealth. It's, I find, and these surveys reinforce, that oftentimes it's it's really these reasons, to care for loved ones, to be meaningful, and to change the world. Mm-hmm. And so you are probably one of those same people, Eric, I know, because I've talked to you, and now that I know you're a driven entrepreneur, <laughs> um, I know some of your passions are some of those same things, yeah, family, absolutely. Meaning, meaningful and giving back. Yep, definitely. So the takeaway um, we have in, in terms of trying to help clients achieve their goals, organize their life, but also accomplish those goals of caring for loved ones, be meaningful, more impactful, changing the world. The solution that we focus a lot on is what we call the virtual family office. And we had talked in a previous podcast about family offices in general. And at that point, so I won't go into a lot of detail about it. You can go back and listen to it. But there's the traditional, what they call single family office, where one family basically creates an office. that's almost a business that manages their, their assets. And the benefit there is they're in complete control. But it's really expensive. So typically, you have to be very big to, to set one of those up. Mm-hmm. So a number of families also look at as alternatives to what they call multifamily offices, which 
you get together with a couple of families or multiple families and you share resources, you share opportunities, it's much more cost effective. You give up a little bit of control, um, but at the same time, you're still getting some of the, the management services that you need. And th the advantages, I think, that historically some of the people uh, got with these family offices are now available just due to technology and other reasons to maybe entrepreneurs who haven't become the super rich yet, I'll mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you go back, for example, and I, I like to read a lot of history. I was actually just on a vacation with Nancy. Um, we, we just completed writing college checks or checks to universities for 16 years. So we decided to take one of those tuition payments instead and go on a trip. So nice. we went to Ireland, where our family's from, or you know, our grandparents are from. We also went to France. And there's just so much history. And everywhere you go in France, you just see all these old forts and castles and kingdoms. And, and really, that's really where a lot of the um, family office concepts cre were created uh, by the kings. You know, they used to call them the king steward. You know, the king steward would mm -hmm. manage everything, pay the bills. So... Eric, if you were a king of France, you would have probably multiple castles, and you certainly would need someone to manage that for you, right? Definitely. And, and you know, somebody's got to clean the castles as well. So I'm going to have a whole all staff. Those real, all those home construction projects that you would have to do. Oh, geez. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm hiring all that out, and then I'm going to have that steward to pay all those bills because I'm not, I'm not going to be trying to build with stone. No, I'm good. Exactly. You know, and as you fast forward, you know, to the, you know, most recent, like the 19th century, you'd look, think of like J.P. Morgan or... Andrew Carnegie or mm -hmm. Rockefeller. And, you know, those are people who have created um, family offices. Or even now you look at Bill Gates, you know, or Warren Buffett, where Bill Gates, for example, has taken a lot of his wealth, transferred it to these family offices, family foundations, in order to basically make an impact and change the world. And he's really done a lot of that. You know, I'm a Rotarian in Valparaiso, Indiana. And just watching and tracking what he has done with Rotary International to try and eradicate polio around the world has just been amazing. Yeah. So I think that's another great example of what can be done with these family offices. Yeah, that's a great example because they are very, very active. And, and again, it's, it's not just within his own family and setting himself up and his family up, which he's already done. It is truly changing the world. It, it really is. And, you know, so I've, I have a lot of clients and I don't have any clients that are the, as wealthy as Bill Gates or JP Morgan or the King of France, but I have a lot of entrepreneurs that are very, very complicated, and what they're, but as a result of technology and changes in regulations, we can offer a lot of these what we call virtual. We can offer them virtually, virtual family office services where we can help them um, control their expenses, manage the the complicated uh, things they do. For example, we have clients who have homes in multiple states. Mm -hmm. We have clients who um, prefer to use, you know, private jet versus commercial aircraft. And we have, car we have clients with lots of cars. So somebody needs to track and monitor and manage, for example, just the property and casualty insurance on those, making sure that those, they're, they're all covered, they're all paid. Or if some cars are being stored and not used, that they're not paying full, you know, a liability cost for that. So just the, the organization and management and the tracking you can you can see how you can really add value by having somebody there to manage that, whereas if you have a you know billions of dollars, you can hire people to do it. When you don't have billions of dollars but still need those types of services, you can hire firms like ours, or we can provide some of those family office services to you. Yeah, that's fantastic. 
So let me give you another, put you on the spot again, Eric. And oh, I'll boy. Give you another quick <laughs> quiz, if you don't mind. All right, let's go. So again, tell me number one is not accurate at all, or number 10 is extremely accurate. So when you look at your own entrepreneurial life, your businesses, your personal, et cetera, and you say, am I taking full advantage of all the financial and legal strategies available up to successful entrepreneurs? How would you respond? Oh, Tim, <laughs> I, I would love to say number eight at this point, but that's not going to happen. Uh, I'm probably at a five or a six. After speaking with you as much as I have and learning more about these strategies, I'm probably at a five on that. That's embarrassing. Okay. And, and then how about when I say overall my financial, my personal finances, including business, are very straightforward and uncomplicated. How would you answer that? Is that accurate or extremely <laughs> inaccurate? Numbers are going lower, Tim. Four? <laughs> Four, maybe? Well, once again, you you know, there, we actually have a series of uh, almost a dozen questions we ask typically. But Can we stop most, at two or three? <laughs> we don't wanna, <laughs> most, I'm going to stop now to, oh, to quit putting you on the spot. Um, but most entrepreneurs, like you, driven entrepreneurs in particular, uh, they score very, very low. And the reason is that they are very complicated, right? And yeah. you're busy working in the business all the time. And it's often very time, very hard to step back and, and work on the business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I run into constantly, right? I mean, that's just it. You're looking at growth. You're looking at just maintaining and looking work with your clients and things. Okay, so at least I'm kind of with the You're other normal. entrepreneurs. Good, I'm normal. Okay, I feel better now. <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah. So, you know, we've talked a lot about building a professional team, Eric. And, and this, if this is probably one takeaway for you, but also for the listeners as they are thinking, do I really need or want the, you know, a, a virtual family office? I would say that if you would definitely need an investment advisor as a starting point if you need a partner who can offer you unqualified advice. And what the way I always look at it is, you know, I, I meet with a number of people who like to self-direct. You know, they like to basically go out and buy the equipment and mow their own lawn, and that's great. That's what they love doing, and they have the time to do it. Um, but if you don't love doing it, if you don't have the time to do it, you want to partner with an investment advisor, at the very least, to help you with that service. Mm. And then a financial advisor is beyond investments, and now they're starting to help you focus on limited goals. You're a little more complicated. So in this case, you know, let's say you work for a company where you, you get a salary, maybe a bonus at the end of the year, a 401k, you have a home. You're not that complicated, but at the same time, maybe you don't like to, to do it, don't like to manage it, and you do need help. This, I would kind of The analogy I would give is maybe you want somebody to come in and plan your landscape. So not only just the mowing, but you know where are we going to put the bushes? Uh, and then you're basically hiring them to do a limited number of projects for you. Yeah. And then as you get a little more complicated, that's when you kind of uh, morph into a need for what we call a wealth manager. And that is where you really have more complicated needs. Maybe you are a business owner, a partner in a professional firm. Maybe you have stock options, properties in multiple states. There's a number of things that might make you more complicated where Instead of just hiring a financial advisor to work on a few projects, you really need somebody like a wealth manager to come in and take a look at the whole picture and take a look at you, your family, your goals, et cetera. And then you would eventually morph into what we call the uh, virtual family office if you are really complicated, if you have high risk. Um, and this is typically my uh, you know, entrepreneurs, they might be super wealthy now or they might be on the path to becoming 
but there's a lot of tax planning, estate planning, asset protection planning, and they also have needs for bill pay, asset management, mm-hmm. liability control, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to give you kind of an outline that maybe entrepreneurs like yourself or other people's listening can just follow to say, what what level of service do I need? And oftentimes, complication is the key differentiator. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're talking about balancing time, desire, you know, complexity. I mean, there's so many different factors in there. Uh, and having that conversation with you to, to kind of figure that out truly where somebody's at. I think that's the most beneficial thing. And I know at the end of the podcast, we'll, we'll give out your email and your number so that people that are listening can say, you know what? I don't know in this scheme of things, we've got the guide here. There's about four different categories. I might fit in between a couple of them. Um, so I probably need to have that discussion. I think it's best to have that in person. So um, exactly. I know you're open to that. So Oh, great. I definitely am. Yes. Okay. And so a high-performing family office, which, which again, in my world, if you're very complicated, gives you that optimal financial world. You know, we provide the financial investment management, the wealth management, but the key differentiators, we're also offering family support services like bill pay, insurance tracking. Uh, we do things like career and education planning where, I mean, I don't do it myself, but we bring in experts to help uh, maybe, maybe draft a, a uh, you know, if any of your kids are applying for grad school, one of the things they have to do is draft these letters, these 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 long um, narratives. Uh, and, and entrance to these universities for grad school in particular are often more based on that than even on the scores of the tests you take. Um, we've actually brought in a couple of specialists who have helped clients' kids help prepare and draft and really focus their narratives. And I do, I'm confident that it's helped some of them get into higher edu- higher universities than maybe they thought they could have. Mm-hmm. So it's just lifestyle things like that, special projects. We work on airplane financing, um, someone purchasing a, a, a condo or a, a second home. We, we kind of coordinate with all their advisors and identify advisors in different areas. So it's just a lot of family support services, I guess, is what I would say. Yeah, when I get to the level of... of uh the plane financing. I'm definitely <laughs> going to be calling you because you and I spoke before the podcast. I was in Mexico last week and, and flying back from Mexico, we actually flew from Cancun to Salt Lake city. That was over four hour flight, Tim. Oh. <laughs> and no, a private plane would be beautiful at any, you know, at, at any moment right now, but uh, I'll let you know when I'm ready. Okay. 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 All right. So I'm going to give you one last quiz, put oh, you on the spot just one last time, Eric. I <laughs> promise. Right. I love so this. So again, uh, number one, you, it's a score of one if it's not accurate at all, and 10 if it's extremely accurate. All so right. when you think of your personal and business life, how well do your current professionals, your CPA, your attorney, your financial advisor, your trust officer, banker, whatever, how, how well do they currently understand you as a person you, your wife as a person, your your family, um, and not just your financial situation. Hmm. So, and, and your advisor is not listening. I promise. Yeah, he's not, he's not listening right now. Okay, so here's the thing: is that because there's different people on that list, I can't answer one solid number. But averaging, I would say it's a four, and that's again terrible. <laughs> I, I've that, got one one of my that's one also of my, very typical. Yeah, one of the people in my corner probably a 7 because we have more of a relationship, but averaging them all out, I'm talk you're talking a 4. Yeah, and it sounds like you have one that maybe is personal, trusting, but also professional. 
And I, and I think that's a key. Yeah. Um, are all of your advisors, could you, you know, qualify all of them that way? Well, no, that's why they, the rest of them okay. bring it down to a four. <laughs> okay. That's, right. that's what drops the average. I mean, they're all professionals, but they don't know me on a personal level to where they would, you know, know all my goals, hopes, dreams, desires, and all that stuff and work together in tandem with all the other pieces like we're talking about here. Sure. So I guess what I, what I wanted to do today was really talk about, you know, what the, the optimal financial world is. And I believe optimally it's depending on your complication, it could be working with an investment advisor or graduating to a financial advisor or mm-hmm. further morphing to a wealth manager. And if you have the complicated life with like a lot of my entrepreneurial business owners do, um, you, you move to the virtual family office services and the way you can tell, and of course, I'm going to offer this to anybody who wants it, but is is what we call a strategic or a stress test. It is we have a process that we, that we use to, you know, jump right in and do a wealth uh, stress test for all your for your complete plan, whether it's estate planning, you know, wealth protection, asset transfer, investment management, etc. And the worst case is you're going to get a uh, report that says, okay, based on the stress test. Um, I'm either going to stay the course because my solutions are great. My advisor team's wonderful. I'm going to maybe choose a different different solutions because maybe I'm not fully integrating all the things that are available. Um, you might also eventually decide you might choose different professionals, not all, but maybe some. Mm-hmm. Or you may just modify your current approach with your current professional. And what we tell people when we do the stress test is, you know, we're not for everybody also. So if we prepare a stress test and we come up with the results, we may say to you that we're not a good fit, but we also can recommend other advisors who might be. Mm-hmm. So I think when I read reports about what we call the super wealthy, and again, I don't have clients who are in the $500 million, billion range, but I like to read what they do because I think those strategies and techniques can be used by my clients also. Yeah. One of the differentiators is that they continually stress test all of their plans and they do it on a regular basis. And that's what we're trying to offer to our clients and to people who are interested in taking advantage of that. Well, I think it's just wise because things change, period. Whether it's outside influences or inside influences, and we've talked about that on previous podcasts as well, when you have something change within your family, um, there's a whole new need for stress tests, right? I mean, that's all there is to it. If the outside influences, things change in the world, whether it's tax law changes, whether it's who knows what, you know, the corporate changes, corporate business, uh, the uh, the laws have changed. People have to be able to reassess what they've got their hands in or their fingers in, whatever that is, as far as your companies, your trusts, your your, the, your tax situation, your family growth. It, I think it needs to be reassessed quite often. Are, are we talking every year, Tim, a couple times a year, every two, three years? We We typically meet with our clients... At least twice a year, sometimes yeah. three times, but we do a formal stress test typically annually. Yeah. And here, one of the reasons, too, is that if you think of your own business life, um, you might have done estate planning and then later, you know, did investment planning or later did college planning or later did. So mm-hmm. everyone does think that these processes take a long time. Well, laws change, situations change between doing all those things. If you're not taking a look at the whole picture at least once a year and saying, yeah, things are great, or there's a couple of things we need to tweak, 
I just think you're not being efficient and you're not getting to, you're not going to achieve your goals maybe as quickly as you could. Yeah. Or, or you're putting yourself in some jeopardy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So wrapping this up with a bow on it, what is your best advice? I mean, as far as what should people be doing? Is it just, Hey, if you don't have somebody like this in your corner at this point, give us a call. Are there, is there a white paper, something they can download? Or is there information they can get from your website? What's your, what's the next step, Tim? To access some resources, you can go to our website, Hightower Great Lakes. You could also contact me at tscanell at hightoweradvisors.com or call me at 219-246-5370. But we have a number of resources that you can use uh, to evaluate your plans. Yeah, and anything that you're getting from the website, if you're listening to this right now, um, it's great information, but it's even better when you're able to kind of look at that and then talk through it with Tim. I would encourage you to reach out to him. If you've listened to any of these other podcasts besides this one, you'll notice a theme. Tim is highly approachable, incredibly friendly, and uh, would be happy to take your call. And I just love talking with you, Tim, on a, on a pretty much weekly basis. It's been great. So I appreciate the time today. And I love putting you on the spot. Oh, absolutely. Man, it made my chest tight. Does that normally happen? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, these quizzes aren't that fun. <laughs> okay, no more quizzes. Yeah, but, I mean, the thing is, is it gave me insight into, yeah, I've got some areas that are lacking. So mm-hmm. I know we'll be talking further. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, thanks again, Tim. And thank you all for listening to the Wall Street Podcast with Tim Scannell. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And trust me, you don't have to take the quizzes. He's not going to make you. Uh, But he is going to ask you some really good pointed questions that will get you thinking. So please reach out, share these podcasts with your friends and family because they may have some questions too. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the WealthStream podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC.